hello, hello, Oda Fest listeners. It is I, Angelo, and I'm here with Nancy and Jay. Hello. Ni howdy. And I'm here to tell you, OdaFest 2022 early bird tickets are now available. Head to OdaFest.com for all of the details. And a quick reminder that OdaFest 2022 will be a two-day event rather than our traditional three-day event. In keeping the interests of everyone's health, we will be requiring that all attendees have masks and will be checking for vaccinations. Heck yeah. Make sure to print out that little card and shove it in your wallet. Or the QR code. <laughs> or the RFID chip inside your left retina. I'd rather it was in my hand. Yes. Or make sure... I'm not even going to make 5G jokes at this point. 5G jokes are, are done to death. It's 6G time, baby. As someone who's spent a large portion of the last few weeks helping sunset 3G technology. Oh man. It's a rough thing. Why well, I, I now that I'm thinking about it like 3G tech doesn't seem that old to me because uh when I was still working at the source they just launched the HSPA network which is effectively like 3.5G uh as opposed to like Rogers Edge network which is like properly 3G if mm-hmm. I remember right. Yeah. So it Thinking about it, that was a long time ago. That was a really long time ago, but it doesn't seem that long ago to me. I mean, okay, there are actual... Cons text. There are (laughs) context. So for context, there are actual mobile providers that are just like uninstalling 3G hardware right now. Like those towers just don't work for a 3G signal anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn. Are they, is it not worth it to just reconfigure them some way? I mean, you can. Uh, so I mean, I certainly are, don't know the logistics. What they're doing is just climbing up the tower, unbolting the 3G antenna, and putting up a new 5G or LTE antenna. Yeah, that's exactly it. See, like, that makes sense. They, they're, yeah. they're not literally chopping down the tower. Or, well, no, or not that. But down. I was I mean, like, sometimes certainly they must towers. not be just leaving them behind. Because something else that I'm sure only some people know is like, when they make the agreements with whatever municipality to actually set up those towers, it can be very contentious to oh, yeah. to to get the permits to erect uh, communications towers. Um, and they tend to like try to yeah they try to like part of it. Some people would be like it's radiation. It's like well, there's a lot of radiation. Like people don't really know what they're talking about when it comes to radiation. In the same way that a lot of people don't know what they're talking about when it comes to chemicals. Oh boy! Uh, but Getting on some local politics there. It's true. But uh, a lot of the times when it comes to municipalities tr- uh, and trying to get um, the the confirmation to set up communications towers in municipalities whether it's cities or towns like rural or urban uh it's actually quite complicated and a lot of the times they actually try to like quote unquote build it in areas that are like inconspicuous so like the 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 top of a church to blend in with like the cross yeah crucifix part or like whatever there's a lot of like making it look like it's not just some giant piece Eyesore. of tower technology. Mm-hmm. But I know what you mean, but at the same time, like once I started looking for them, I started noticing them everywhere. And in Calgary, they don't really go that far 
to try to hide them. Yeah. Uh, I think it depends. I think it, I think there's a lot of factors. Some of it's aesthetic, but not all of it. Yeah, and like don't these like if you have a cellular tower erected on your property, don't you get like monetary compensation for that? Usually. Usually they there's get some 10 gigs of data a month. 10 whole gigs, <laughs> but, surely. Uh, what the Jigger, one thing that Jigger I don't Martins. understand yeah. is is if 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 the municipal governments and the provincial governments are the ones getting in the way. Why aren't there cell phone towers in places with no governments? Like weird little deserted isles off the coast of South Korea. <laughs> because like, I, I there, there was this thing and there was this game and the people, the, the, the cell phones didn't work on the island. And I was like, but there's no signal there. What, what's going on? What's going on? Do you mean skid game? What? What? That's a game of skid. I watched. Skid. Skids. Skid. That's just when you slam on the brakes too hard. That's not something you want to do in the winter. Squeed. Ah, uh, it can be. <laughs> I mean, it sort of is. It can be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you ever do that thing where you go to an abandoned parking lot and you just do donuts on the ice? Fuck no. I went to Walmart. Oh, Walmart. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly. A big it's not abandoned. Lot. Okay. It's very much active. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, but like did you ever practice drifting or anything in like in the winter in just some big parking lot? I these days I try not to drift. I mean I don't think I own a car I've ever owned a car that could drift or driven a car that was really drift capable. Really? Uh, I mean, you can make anything. But having drift, that said, I, I definitely try not to drift away from Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you guys finished yeah, watching no. the entire Squid yes, Game? Yes, yes. I have not have you? finished. I oh, am wait, on you episode finished, eight. Jay. I'm on episode eight. Oh, you're so close. Yeah. So I've got. I think it was ten. It was nine or ten. It's. I think it's nine. Actually, yeah. I think I finished just episode seven. So I'm. I'm gonna watch eight. I believe. Oh my god, Jay! But You're yeah, so it's, close. It, You're so it got close to the to point the where I, I the last episode I watched was the one with um. There's the VIPs oh, that come in. Who's who's your favorite? Who's your favorite player? Who's my favorite player? Yeah, I I like I I like the girl. Uh, You're wrong. It's Ali. Ali it's is a, the best Ali's, player. Ali's up there. He's so but he's too, good. He's just too naive. He's too naive and he's knew so that he was naive, never... naive, but He never had a so chance good. to win. He's the character that you cheer for to want to win, but you uh. know he can't. He's not allowed under these circumstances to win. And by and for that reason, he he's actually down a notch for me. It's the girl, like the, the, the North Korean girl, or yeah. alternatively... I actually did like the old man. Oh, yeah. Oh, the old man is so good. Like, you know he can't win either, but I actually really liked his circumstances. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So I really know what you mean. Yeah. I liked it uh, when he led the team in the tug of war. He was just like, in my day, we knew the strats, the meta <laughs> to the tug of war. And it's like this. Was and so then they powerful. Just, and then they just did like the, the big lean. And it was just like, mm, mm. 
the meta. <laughs> and me and Nancy are just trying not to say anything. Knuckle biting. Okay. This is a spoiler-free zone. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, I mean, it's definitely enough where I don't want to talk about any of like the major plot points because it's still just new enough that people it's new enough that there's a lot of people who yeah. won't who who will be spoiled if we get too far yeah. into the details but i'm willing but like i think everything that we've talked about like the, the 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 in terms of like you know good characters and stuff uh one of the things that who's, i find kind who's of sad, the worst character who do you think is the worst character the lady's really annoying to me Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that, I understand fair that one. Assessment. She's just not. She's not a fun character to me. Like I'm not saying you have to be fun, but I just don't think she's interesting because I. She I, plays I, I, the I, asshole character so well. Yeah, but it's, it's not so just that. I just well. have no. I just you have no background on her, so it's not really off. something I, I. like. I don't just don't care about her enough. But she just shows up all the time, and I'm like, eh, whatever. Like she's a shit disturber. I get it, and you kind of need one. But I just don't I wish have to didn't need one. feel good about it. I know a lot of people won't like the gangster, but the gangster is whatever. And then the number one character that you have to low-key hate or high-key is the the pride of uh, that Korean town guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Even saying that, saying that you're supposed to hate him is a little bit of a spoiler. Not no, I think you get an idea of it by like... Fairly they, early they on because you foreshadow pretty early yeah. that that guy is an absolute snake. That he's no good. But, uh, yeah. Oh. I don't know Ooh. that much about him yet, like in the sense that I wonder where things are going to end. The one thing that I do find is like kind of sad, and this is not, a, this is, shouldn't be a surprise. I don't think this is a spoiler, spoiler. It's, and it's more of a personal like interpretation, but it's like by the time the game starts thinning out on people and they start at like they add smaller and smaller increments of money to the piggy bank you're just sort of like you really like there's a real sense that it evokes that it should not be worth it anymore even though there's it's actually the sum of the whole but like seeing like individual amounts be added to oh i know to the to the uh piggy bank even though that inf- individual amount actually equals out to about a hundred grand per person in canadian dollars like you're sort of person like person dies like yeah. in, in a, either a gruesome or violent or just a sad way. Yeah. And then it one the little bundle 000. of cash. Yeah. That's just one small little pile in yeah. this giant, giant pot mass yeah. that's in the big piggy bank. And you're like, wow, it really was fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's perspective. It's right? not nice to. But. And I, they, they're so good human life about at a the way they like did that. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Masterfully yeah. done. I, I'm. Uh, I think I've said this on podcast a few times, but like I'm a huge fan of battle royale type games. This isn't necessarily a battle royale technically, but uh, it has some battle royale like elements. I've enjoyed it so far. The writing's pretty good. Um, it's basically I, IRL Fall Guys. Uh, I was thinking that too, to be honest. <laughs> like at first, I was being like, "Oh, it's like Kaiji." It's like it's like RL Kaiji, but mm. no, because Kaiji was a lot more like one on one kind mm-hmm. of a deal. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, it really is more very early on. It's playing with the chaos of Fall Guys yeah. and continually thinning out the crowd. I'm going to talk about something real first episode. 
Um, so the very first game they play, Dadakji, which is the uh, flip over the piece of paper origami game. It's just a game yeah. I've played before. I have yeah. not. I think it's a hilarious intro. And it's like a, it's oh, a it fantastic amazing. setup to everything. And, and like, you know, you can win money or you get sl- or, or you can pay you, with you your body. You could win a hundred bucks. Yeah. And if you lost, yeah. you can get slapped. <laughs> and I, just and like I was the- I was so when when main boy i can't remember his name but when main boy won the first time and he wanted to slap the other guy mm-hmm. i was like yeah yeah get him right across the cheek and then he's just Do like it. here's he's like, some no, money. no 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 here's the money yeah. and then he was like oh right and that was money yeah and you know, I, I, I just kind of about... wanted to slap the guy but yeah okay <laughs> I felt bad about his daughter. Okay, so I got so mad. I would have gotten so mad at him if he had actually just taken the slap. Considering that he was owing $100,000 For a slap, yeah. Well, we see that his character is not exactly I would have gone for the slap. He's not a... Well, he he did go for the slap. I would have been so angry if he'd taken the slap instead of the money. He did go for the slap. But the other thing is, so it's important to remember that I, I didn't part understand of it, the exact conversion rate when I was watching that scene. It's a it's basically uh, I move understand three, now move that it's hundred bucks. You move three decimal places. Oh, interesting. Yes, that's basically it. And so, if I were playing this game, like this is the I I absolutely self insert into these sort of situations in media. Yeah. If I were playing that game, I would want to win the money like two or three times. Three times. So you could slap great. him three times. But I would want to slap him at least once. Yeah. At least once. I'd pay to slap him once. I don't once, care probably. if it's the last win of the game. I need to make his cheek yeah. red. I need to imprint my fingers on him the way he has imprinted Main his Boy fingers on me. Main Boy was pretty yeah. beat up by the end. But, um, but yeah, I would have been for, mad at you if you'd taken For the, the actual slap. character, you already it's supposed owe to show money. that, you know, he's just not a very... Like, it shows it earlier, too, but he's not a very... Uh, he's not. He's a very impulsive person. He's also not responsible. Oh, absolutely. He doesn't uh, really plan ahead too much, and you can see that in a lot of his decisions that he makes during the games as well. Um, yeah, he kind of is. I don't know. I, I I mostly just I kind of feel bad for him. He's uh, I feel he's bad the kind for his of daughter. Who says so bad for his? Oh daughter. God, his daughter got his done so. Good. His daughter. His daughter's such a good girl, like a good daughter too. Like just she's, she's so good. She's, like, she's so. Sweet I had to him. steak. But I would rather have these cheap ass birthday, rice cakes. Yeah. And she was doing everything to make him feel better about it. Yeah. yeah. And she the, didn't even yo, tell that, him oh, that. You and know, the birthday present? They're leaving. <laughs> didn't. The birthday present that. It's just. Oh my God. <laughs> so hilarious. And like, it was just enraging. Just he hilarious. didn't remember her birthday. He didn't really even care about her until she was being taken away from him. Yeah, Poor and mom. you feel bad for the mom too, and his mother. The, the, you know, in the, the sorry, first the, the five grandma, minutes guess, of that show, say. you watch the way he treats his mom, and I'm just like, "You, sir, are a slime ball, and you deserve every bad thing to happen to you. Every bad thing." Yeah. Oh yeah. But like yeah. The, his character arc over the course of the games, uh, it almost kind of by the end of the series, you kind of understand how he could be a good person now. But you still go back to that first episode, and you're like, he really yes. is a piece of trash, though. Like, I like, how don't much has think he he's changed? changed? But like, he just has money now. Yeah. Think about what he actually did. I will when say he finally though, got money in that first episode. Yeah, so I think I, th- I think I think I kind of made a mild spoiler. Uh, 
but I don't think that's a spoiler that nobody can it's, see. Coming. It's fine. It's uh, I'm sure a I'm lot sorry. of people have watched it and uh, probably have finished it. It's more like I'm behind, but I think we can give it a couple of weeks before you really get. We can like finish, finish it on it. The, the, I will the main say, character um, has main character powers. Yeah. Um, I will say though, like, you know, you you like you were saying, you self insert. What does like? Let's say you win and you participate in a game of four hundred and fifty six people with a hundred thousand dollars per person, which equals out to four hundred and uh, four hundred and fifty six million dollars, roughly. What do you do with that? <laughs> Knowing what you know, living the the part of life that you led, like the four hundred and fifty. Like I get it. They took these people that like had bad backgrounds, bad financial histories, that kind of thing. But like, even with that, what do you do after you? I would buy a house in a suit, but I would not get my hair done. Why wouldn't you just go the extra distance and get your hair done? Well, have you seen my hair? There's not much of it. <laughs> okay, fair. I'm just saying. If you're going to go and do all those things. Maybe maybe I would go Elon Musk route and get fake hair. He has fake hair? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm just projecting here. Because if you see, if you see uh, pictures of him from like 1999 when he launched PayPal, he's almost as bald as I am. Yeah, he does not have good hair. I've seen those pictures. Like, and, just and these in a, days, inadvertently. Uh, he has a full head of luscious hair. I'm not saying that Money he got uh, hair. Like, like hair transplant or anything. Hair transplants are actually so, Andrew, I'm saying he could afford it. What do you do? What do you do after you get those hair transplants? What do you do with the remaining $50,000? <laughs> With the remaining fifty thousand dollars, I would uh, I would buy uh, a, a classic car, convert it to electric, classic. and then go use the last five dollars. Dude, I think you just buy some ramen. Look, don't get me wrong; I don't think a lot of gearheads listen to the Odafest podcast, but I think you just hurt a lot of people's feelings in the universe about like you will take a nice muscle car, some classic muscle car, and then be like electric. Not that electric cars are bad. No, there's actually, but there's a lot of a lot of depending like, on the car you go with. About depending it. on what car you start with, mm-hmm. there could be uh, no harm in doing that. Like if, if you take a car really that's depends. already been molested, maybe mm-hmm. the original molested. motor is seized, maybe it's kind of like already going towards the scrapyard. If you revive it and like do a restoration, everyone will be like, "Yeah, amazing, perfect." If you take a vehicle where the tires haven't been changed in 50 years and you do anything, people will be like, I can't believe you've done this. You've offended me by changing this pristine vehicle. Like in the case of my moped, uh, the only parts on it that are no longer original are the spark plug, the choke cable, the carburetor, and now the handle grips. I'm surprised the spark plug wasn't. The spark plug was fine, actually. And I think if I if I put the spark plug back in, if I cleaned it up and put it back in, it would probably work fine. Uh, I was running the engine rich because I didn't have the carburetor jetted right. Uh-huh. And uh, so it just got covered in carbon. 
Like oh. if I just took a wire brush to it, scrubbed it up, that 50 year old spark plug would probably be 100%. I mean, now that I think of it, a 50 so year old spark is... plug, they, did, they made them better back then, didn't they? What is the number one choice car that is a classic vehicle that you would convert to electric? Uh, a Pontiac Fiero. A Fiero? Yeah. Because it was a tiny... Uh, why a Fiero? Because it is the only, the only production mid-engine, North American mid-engine, uh, quote-unquote sports car. Uh, it wasn't really a sports yeah. car, but it was it was designed like a sports no. car. It just didn't have the power. And They tried to make it look like a Ferrari, okay? And that's the thing. Straight up. Just oh, it say is. It. They tried to make they it look did. like a and Ferrari. And there's body kits out, the, out there for it. Yes, and uh, probably no. There, there legitimately are. It's one of the more popular body kits for the the Fiero. Mm-hmm. And the reason I would do that is because if you get the equivalent of like 150 pounds, uh, 150 horsepower electric in there, uh, so that would be like 100 kilowatts. Uh, you would blow the pants off the original performance of that car. It would be insane. It would be yeah. stupid and wonderful and a fun little beast. Uh-huh. I could see that. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I'm surprised you're not going to spend that money on creating a sound booth like mine. The problem with trying to build a better version of your booth is uh, you would want to keep everything hot out of there. It's like your PC and everything. Uh but even doing that, your own natural body heat would make it heat up. So even if you had a large anechoic chamber, it would eventually get a little bit stuffy. Nancy doesn't have body heat. And so you, then you would have to start like doing some kind of fans to recirculate the air. And then you're introducing noise into the environment. That defeats the whole purpose. Like, I think that your booth is cool. I just don't need one. Yet. Just to be clear, we are talking about a sound recording booth in case people Right. So forgot. I, Yes. <laughs> Last episode, we talked about my new sound booth, but there are ways that you can create a ventilation shaft into a booth, and it's basically constructed with an almost maze-like quality in such a way that none of the sound from outside ever bounces and makes its way into the booth. And then what you do is you line that with the uh, foam tile that we talked about last week, the, the really thin ones, and that just sort of eliminates any outside fan circulation noise from getting into the booth which is you know quite awesome um but yeah i mean it's totally doable now that i think about it the whole point of a car muffler is to make the noise not loud yes it's to muffle it so you basically do that out of like the noise absorbent material stick a pc fan on the end of it and you're done basically yes damn exactly what it is and yeah it's totally doable. You could ventilate a booth without introducing noise. You just have to create those ventilation shafts very specifically. I I got the chance to go over to Nancy's house this week and I got to see the little booth. And so I want to I want to describe it because it, it it was just so neat. So it's like a, a little booth uh, made at the, the the structure of the booth is made out of like little PVC tubes and the material is very similar to like moving mat material, moving blankets. Not exactly acoustic blankets. Close. They're like sound the blankets of like a moving blanket. Acoustic that you would blankets. See. 
Can I make a joke? Yes. It's not really even a joke. It's something I have to point out. But in my mind, I was setting up for a joke because you said acoustic blanket. I was like, that implies the existence of an electric blanket. (laughs) Idiot. Those are things. Yes, those are. Those exist. (laughs) I'm like. (laughs) They absolutely are real and they have no. They have no related uh, usage to an acoustic blanket. You don't know that. I mean, I don't even uh, know what imagine. an electric blanket would sound like if you tried to play it. Imagine if you soldered like a quarter inch jack. No, solder a quarter inch jack to like the 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 leads of an electric blanket, and then throw it into a dryer with some magnets. And what sound do you get out of the blanket? <laughs> You're gonna get something. Oh my god, that would be explosive oh yeah all i'm saying is you're just gonna get an oven to bake yourself in so it's a little pvc frame booth with the moving blankets with the acoustic blankets the size is is smaller than like a porta potty for example similar but even smaller a little bit more claustrophobic and, and less you just smelly. You pull the little flaps on the front you walk right in the microphone is there The flaps close behind you, and suddenly the world stops making sound. The world disappears. The reality is you can still hear a lot, but it's so, at at first, I want to say unsettling. You are engulfed in silence. Well, it is. It's disconcerting. You literally are engulfed in silence. Like, it's, it's not like... The world has opened that's what up. I said. It's more like the world has closed around you. To, and that's why it's not making set. Well, yeah, because you're in a smaller room now, doofus. Of course it's closed around you. But <laughs> it's it's such a <laughs> weird feeling. So, okay. There's I can really quickly explain that. When you're in a sound booth, you're in an enclosed space, and the blankets are there to stop sound from moving which means it's stopping air from moving, and that's yes. what makes mm-hmm. noise. Oh, yeah. Sound is, is air like, that because moves. Because it's, it's the balance little thing on in your inner ear, right? Right. And that's what it's messing around with. And stopping the air from moving messes with that. Yes, exactly. So that's basically what you're experiencing, is you're walking into a little small space where the air isn't allowed to move anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's what screws up your sense of balance and your... Uh, uh- Turning your office into an anechoic chamber. Oh my god. I couldn't imagine making the entire like could you imagine what I would do, what yeah. it would sound like if we added like more sound Absolutely. to this and made it even bigger. But like we could spend a ton of money on this and, you know, double wall it and mm-hmm. reinforce it and make it entirely soundproof and you'd walk in here and it would be a completely silent experience. But for me it's not needed. And uh I just want to say that the difference it made, uh, once I very, I, I tried to make a very cheap and easy noise reduction, physical noise reduction system for my own microphone, just to see if I, it could be done. And I took a cardboard box mm-hmm. and I took like that, uh, that cone shaped foam padding that you sometimes get with things. And I just lined the box with that. And put it behind my microphone to see if it would make any kind of difference. Uh, it didn't make an audible difference, and it took up all of my desk. Oh, yeah, it, it would do that. And it probably didn't make much of an audible difference because 
it's packing foam. Like, yes, it's shaped in a way that looks like it should be stopping reflections, but it's also really flimsy, thin. It's not very dense foam, and dense foam is what you need. But uh, Nancy's recording booth, holy cow, the fact that you can walk into it and immediately feel the difference is just mind-boggling. Like I, I, I just entering another cool. dimension. It kind of feels like it. I'm not joking. It kind of does. I like something that I've. I don't think I've ever been in a proper like sound recording booth like that. But I have been in the sort of opposite where I've been in. I want to say I guess presentation rooms of some kind where they are built uh, for acoustics. So you stand in like a sweet spot. And your voice can radiate around the room, even if you're speaking at just like regular uh, volume. Oh. As opposed to having to project your voice very much. So kind of like an amphitheater? Something like that, but it's not just an amphitheater in that how the seating is arranged, but the roof that is like uh, the University of Calgary has a few rooms like that where um, a few the roof is maybe uh, or ceiling is maybe... I guess four or five feet above me, but it's developed and you stand in the middle of the room and it like in a 360 circle, everyone can hear you as long as you're standing in a sweet spot in the middle of the room. And you can also hear yourself as it, because the, the way that the acoustics are made, it sort of just generates, I don't know, stronger waveforms from your, vocal source if that makes sense it's Mm. very interesting you sound you feel like you feel like morgan freeman (laughs) you feel like morgan freeman nice but yeah um there are lots of classic amphitheaters that are created with those principles in mind and some of them you can hear yourself which is kind of disconcerting when you're not used to it true oh something i really want to talk about before I don't know about anything else. Are you guys doing anything for Halloween? Because it's coming. I am doing one thing. Uh, me and a few friends are getting together. And we are going to be streaming and telling super spooky stories. My mm, oh my god. Are you basically recreating the Midnight Society from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh my god. I would love to do that. Maybe I... I wonder if we can steal the graphics for that and uh, make it work for our needs. Do it. Just take the opening series, replace the font, and then just, like, have the opening theme playing when you do your, like, just starting soon. (laughs) That could actually be... That could actually be a DMCA uh, takedown. (laughs) DMCA. I mean, yes, at the same time, it wouldn't be a problem. I think it would totally be fine. I mean, do you really care if it gets taken down? That's the question. That is, well, that's the thing. It's a live stream. Yeah. So no one can stop me. No. Until after it's already done. You could do like an 8-bit fire and then just change the color of the flames to do like the, and I submit to the Midnight Society. Actually, I did. I did one better. So, I uh for my for my stream, I wanted to have like some kind of spooky Halloween theme, and I was like, oh, oh, you know how there's like the Christmas Yule log videos on, 
on YouTube. There's got to be one for like a Halloween theme. And I found one. It was a 10 hour loop of like a spooky haunted mansion uh, with a with a fireplace. And I was like, okay, but I don't want to use it from YouTube every time I'm streaming. Can I download this? How do I do that? Do I can I use like YouTube downloader to like download this thing? And so I went to a website and it was like, yeah, we are not downloading a 10 hour YouTube video for you. Get what? No, no. And I was like, okay, what else can I do? What else can I do? I can use VLC. Mm-hmm. VLC can open the stream and I can save it from there. And VLC crashed when it tried to open up a 10-hour stream. And I was I was feeling pretty defeated uh, until I found a very similar, different one that was only three hours. So I downloaded a three-hour Yule Log video from YouTube. And that is now wow. my, my, my background in my stream. Piracy, everyone piracy you know i'm really glad that you're doing something that isn't just playing spooky games because everyone on twitch is playing spooky games but i love creepy stories i've never liked creepy games i've never liked scary jump scares but i love spooky stories oh yeah i love i love creepy stories and that goes back like Way, way back, even when I was a a, a young, a young child, Mm. uh, me and my family would camp often. And so would some of our friends. And so like telling spooky stories around a campfire was a thing that happened often. Uh, Usually it would be our our drunk dads just coming up with something right off the cuff. And I still remember some of those. And I remember being so scared of them when I was a kid. But these days it's just like, oh, my God, dad, it's just. Why was I afraid of this? You know what I actually really loved about spooky stories is that being scared was a great part of it. But like as a child, you're safe from this because you know that as not an adult, you do not have to like deal with the consequences of having this dirty, dirty, horrible knowledge in your head. Wait, you were smart. What the hell? No, like as a child, you don't have to deal with the consequences of having horrible, spooky, scary, crazy knowledge yeah, in your head like, like, of like creepy if, things. If you you were the kind of person, you were the kind of child who's like, oh, a ghost? That's funny. My dad could punch it in the nose. I have to say, I, I was never afraid of, uh, like I'm, as an adult, I have never been easy to scare. As a kid, I wouldn't say I was easy to scare, but I was like more susceptible in the sense that like, I don't know, like, I guess I was more shy as a kid too. So I think that played a little bit into it, but I was easy to scare as a kid, not by like startles, but like spooky stories or like spooky TV shows would kind of get me. Like I remember Goosebumps. Mm, I uh, loved that show. Not like all. Not, I remember Goosebumps. Not all of Goosebumps, but but like uh, something that really always triggered me Wait about a Goosebumps what was, it? was uh, in the opening uh, song and the opening um, sequence. There's that bit where like the because sh- it's a it's a shadowy uh, letter G that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. floats everywhere, right? And at one point it floats over by this dog that's on a porch, and the dog and then they have the dog barking to the song, no, yeah. yeah. And the, but the, 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 the and the and the eyes glow yellow, yeah, and I remember yeah. that like oh yeah, and that always got too. me. I was just like oh, just a little bit of chill. Now it doesn't really, but I still I don't have think good it memories. Was- I don't think it was Goosebumps. I think it was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm. But there was one where there was like a piano prodigy kid and like he was taking like private lessons with this creepy old guy. And then the creepy old guy 
was like, your hands, though, your beautiful hands. And then he, like, tried pulling them off the kid. Mm. And the kid tried pulling away. And the kid pulled away and pulled the old man's yeah. hands off. Yeah. I remember and that. that. That scared the hell out that of me. That episode yeah. gave me new meaning there to Midnight stuff. Sonata. Oh. Anyway, definitely some of my favorite shows as there a kid. Ventriloquist dolls that are always creepy. Yeah. The uh, the ventriloquist dummy, right? The, the episodes with that. Slappy. I was never afraid of Chucky. Slappy? I'm not. Yeah. Chucky wasn't scary. I'm not, I'm not into, like, I, I don't, I, nothing gory is scary to me. There's, n- there's very little body horror that I get freaked about. There's, like, there's, I know people are usually afraid of, like, you know, things sticking into people's eyes, and I don't understand Ooh, that. But, yeah. like, the closest I get uh, yes. is, like, nails. Like, if nails getting peeled back. Ooh, but that's, like, yeah. but that's... That's oh, not God, even like yes. that's not even that bad to be honest for me. Anything gory is like essentially not a horror. It's only I don't know how to explain it, but like it's ambiance like that gets me. A lot not of anything. A else. lot of horror movies they go over the top with gore to the point where it's and just jump scares absurd I hate and jump scares. jump scares like uh, they're cheap. Like all of the Final Destination movies have this problem where. They build up to the jump scare and they build up to the gore and you don't always know what to expect the first time. But after that first time, it's like, okay, whatever. Whereas if you take something that more builds the ambiance, like uh, uh, 13 Ghosts. Have you guys seen that movie? No. No. I don't think no, so. the one, the one where it's like the family they're moving and it's a glass house. The the house is like all these glass panes and it starts moving. Mm-hmm. And then there's ghosts, but you have to like wear the glasses to see them. Mm-hmm. And the ghosts have really creepy designs and they're really good. So that's what creeped me out the most about the Fatal Frame games because you can only see the ghosts through the camera. Like, oh, I love uh, Fatal Frame. I Fatal legitimately, Frame that's a great horror. I game. legitimately bought into the ambiance that yeah. 13 Ghosts set right. up. And I thought that was a really good, scary movie. Uh, uh, I've talked about, I think, before or on podcast, but um, I really like SCP-type stuff uh, in terms of horror. So Some SCP stuff is good. Not all, of Some course, of because the problem kind of... with SCP is it's uh, community-generated, not... Like yeah. sort of, so so it loses direction sometimes. But the good stuff is really good. The stories and like articles that go with a certain SCP uh, is really good. Control is a great game if you like SCP type ambiance. Um, there's another sort of uh, I think you can just call it like a video project called Omega Mart. Don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Oh, but Omega Mart. I've seen. I've seen some Omega of those. Mart. There's like essentially there's there's just a series of like fake commercials for a non-existent uh, grocery store brand, and uh, it's like a bunch of different commercials. But uh, like as you get along, as you watch more and more of them, you see like there's a lot of what I would say are like have SCP elements. Like something's just a little bit off. And like, it, 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 or, or like sometimes it's more overt than that, but like they all have these tweaks that make you uncomfortable. Hmm. You should yes. watch those. Omega Mart yes. on YouTube. Great stuff. They're so good. Omega Mart. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I could. I'm unemployed. But yeah, that's what I'll be doing on Halloween. I'll be celebrating my last day of unemployment. Yay. You have no money. 
That is the greatest nightmare. I mean, the lack of income is probably scary. Because you have a mortgage to pay and taxes and stuff. Man, part of me, part of me wonders uh, how it would feel if I actually didn't have a job for a little while. Right now, I have the savings where I could comfortably go boldly three months without a job uh, or uncomfortably go half a year without a job. Does that account but, for traveling to Japan? But. Or SakuraCon? That would mean things like, oh, uh, SakuraCon can't happen. A Japan trip would be able to happen. Macaroni. Things of that nature. Mac and cheese. Cheapest meal. And, uh, and, and like certain things at my job are just grating on me to the point where I'm like, man, if they really pissed me off one day, I could just walk out. Yeah. Fuck you, money's nice to have. Mm. What? Not having money coming in sounds mm-hmm, scary. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's something that I would not want to deal with. I mean, it's not that I don't have money. It's that I'm not generating income. But, like, is it burnout? Because my I left my last job because of just straight burnout. I was so burnt out from the mm-hmm. responsibility and the heaviness of it. it. I was developing really unhealthy work-life balance habits. That's the thing. Like, I'm not burnt out. I'm just salty. Salty? It's it's just Is that it's a different form of burnt out, really. No, it's definitely better than yeah. burnt out. Dissatisfaction? It's apathy. It's a different form of dissatisfaction. When you're burnt out, it's like you have no energy. You explode. Whereas when you're salty, yeah. if if the boss says one wrong thing, you are going to respond in the wrong way. I feel like that's an invitation for malicious compliance right there. Oh, yes. One of the things that has been getting to me is that uh, we recently went through an acquisition. Ooh. And so there was a very short period of time where the people trying to tell us what to do didn't have access to the same ticketing system that we were trying to that we normally did okay uh and then once we got thrust into the main ticketing system Mm -hmm. where we could finally like collaborate properly together uh uh, i learned that no they don't have access to that ticketing system either what then why does it exist in their organization i don't know but but like for one thing i got i got on with my boss and like i got it in writing, it's like, so So these guys are trying to do this bullshit, and it's very frustrating. Uh-huh. Uh, if they do not have a ticket, if they don't give us a ticket, do I have to do anything? And Is the answer no? Because I already knew what he was going to say, I I really wanted to ask this because he's he was going to back me up. And he's like, if there's no ticket, don't do it. Yes. Just don't. You can't boss me around if, if you don't have ticket a ticket. If the ticket isn't there, the request doesn't exist. Damn. And... I, I really do appreciate my boss for that. Like, one team lead is very abrasive. The other team lead is abrasive, but at least has, uh, uh, at least backs you up in certain situations like that. Hmm. Like that. Okay. It's mm-hmm. it's not a bad place to work. It's just certain circumstances are very grating right now. Yeah, that's that's not good. But, I mean, with that level of salt... Are you really going to regret it if you pull some malicious compliance one day? Uh, the biggest issue is that it is leading to a garbage in, garbage out scenario where we've been dealing with the garbage in for about half a year. And now we're starting to really feel the consequences of garbage out. At least I have a new mouse pad. Tell me about your shiny new mouse pad. So uh, a bit back in 
May, March. I can't Something remember when. Something that starts with an M and uh, an A. Nancy told me about Desk Hero and they had a group buy and some nice desk mats. And I bought like, I, I had a, a, a plain black HyperX desk mat and I really liked it, but it was kind of boring. Like, that was, was the same whatever. one that I had before I replaced mine. And so there was one that was like a vaporwave cityscape and there was there was a cute girl sitting on a gamer chair with her feet resting on like a, an old CRT TV looking over it drinking an Arizona iced tea and I was like you know what that would be amazing that sounds that 100% is totally, on brand I wish I was in that person's uh place right now drinking an Arizona iced tea looking over uh mm. a nice a nice a neon city and it finally came in like 2 days ago nice and i just I didn't realize it was going to be this long. Oh, I well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I, I understood it was a pre-order. Has been a nightmare for the last. I while. understood it was a pre-order. Uh, they didn't say when the pre-order was expected to ship, Oof. but they said that somewhere on their site they said, "Oh yeah, uh, it's usually about uh, six I mean, months." It's a group buy. We all know they, that. I read that afterwards, and so I was kind of expecting. I was kind of hoping I would get it like July, August, or something. But you know what? I have it now, and I'm happy with it. I love it. That is retail therapy from half a year ago coming back to to finally help me now. Thanks, Past Angelo. I don't think I can fit a desk mat on desk mat on my desk area that I have available to me. You need a bigger desk. No, I don't. Yeah, they come in varying sizes. And clearly, you do. No. If if your desk doesn't cover, try again. Half of your living space. I, you're doing it wrong. Again, you are wrong. <laughs> your your desk mat has to be at Try least... Try again. Your desk has to be at least 100 Incorrect. square feet. 100 square feet? If you can't sleep uh, on your desk... I don't want to talk about... Are you even living your life correctly? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And with that, I want to go to sleep. Because <laughs> it is not late, but I am tired can't as heck. can't even sleep on your desk. Tut, tut. I can't sleep on my desk, so I guess I'll have to sleep in my bed instead. Like a plebeian. <laughs> a comfy plebeian with a mattress instead of a desk. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good night, all you comfy plebeians out there. Comfy good nights. Comfy good nights.